Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to this fourth session of Midnight Moments. It's good to be here again with you. So yesterday we talked about understanding tafakkur, contemplation, and not just as a thinking contemplation, but this journeying of the heart to the presence of the Lord. So today we're going to explore the how, so the, the practice of tafakkur. And we're going to do this first by looking at some guidance from Al-Harath al-Nuhasabi, who was a 19th century theologian. And this is from his book, Al-Ri'aya li And in it, he references the ayat from Surat, Surat Qaf that says, indeed, in that is a reminder for whoever has a heart and who listens while he is a present witness. So this, this word shaheed is used again, just like from alastu birabikum, when we said bala shahidna, and this, this being a witness to Allah. And so this was before in, in alastu birabikum, this is used before we came into this life. And now here in this ayah, it's being used for a state that we are in as within this life, that we come into this uh, shaheed, to be a present witness. And so it's saying that we can come into this state again. And Muhasabi says that this ayah contains three important things. Heart, so the idea of being centered in the heart, attentive listening, and being a witness. And so he outlines these three uh, key elements from this ayah for the practice of tafakkur. So essentially we need to tune into the heart, activate its ability to listen, to listen with the heart, and then from that be in a state of witnessing. And, then, and he actually says that, that there is a, um, a conscious part of our intention of coming into a state of witnessing there. So then he goes on to give us, outlines these specific steps for uh, this practice of contemplation, this practice of tafakkur. The first one is just is making the body still. And then the second step is closing the eyes or or if not closing the eyes, looking down. And this looking down even says that you're looking down to the heart because you're focused on that which you're contemplating on and, and removing the distractions from sensory stimulation. So through our eyes, we, when, we, when we look around, we look at things, it causes sensory stimulation that distracts us, takes us away from this place of focus and our, our attention stays on dunya distractions. And so what we're doing is removing these distractions. So that's the second step. Third step is not busying the ears. So this seems odd. How do you, how do you not busy your ears if you're not plugging them? But the idea is that you listen to the sounds around you, the, the sounds that could potentially be distracting. You tune into them first uh, and focus on one sound. So often you'll find there's many different sounds. If you pay attention, you can 
get distracted by listening to all the sounds. And so what it is, is tuning into one of those sounds and focusing on it will help you uh, remove the other distractions. And then he says, not busying the hands. So literally resting your hands down so that you can, it, it helps relax your, uh, usually we're, we're, we're doing things with our hands. Our hands are involved in uh, our, our actions and distractions. And so putting that to rest. And then the last, the fifth step is to be sincere in your uh, shifting focus to the heart and shifting focus from the concerns with the dunya. So really what he's saying is through these stages, it's really putting yourself, making an intentional decision to remove the distractions externally. And then the last stage, making the intention to continually to come back to this place where you're uh, removing your attention from the dunya distractions and putting your focus on making your attention to be in this state of witnessing with Allah. And he bases these steps, these five steps that he outlines, he bases them on a quote from Wahab ibn uh, Munabbi, who was among the scholars of the Tabi'in, and whose main teacher was Ibn Abbas, the Prophet's cousin. So uh, the one who the Prophet called the Mufassir of the Quran. So this is, uh, it's really, amazing to to see that it goes back so long these very specific steps of how to do tafakkur so uh let's practice this so just to to sort of feel what that process is like uh the first thing that you want to do is make the intention you always want to make the intention that you are entering into this space for the sake of allah for the purpose of connecting with Allah, witnessing Allah. Um, and then from that intention, you start this practice of removing distractions. So I'd say even before starting with these steps of making the body still, it's spending a little bit of time and, and making sure that you're in a, in a surrounding where you're able to come into this place of presence. So it's really, it's being intentional about it. Sometimes that means creating a sacred space a physical space that you can be in where you're going to have less distractions away from people, perhaps even a place, you know, on your musalla or wherever you find a place where you can be focused. Um, so in your, wherever you're sitting right now, just find yourself comfortable and, and, we're going to focus on this first step that Mahasabi outlines, making the body still. And so what I find that is useful for this in, in making the body still is just like when he's uh, mentioning the listening, that you focus on something that could potentially be distracting. So focusing on any bodily discomfort or tension first can help you uh, make the body still. So... Um, what I do is just sort of focus, do I have any tension? Maybe sometimes even squeezing muscles so that they can then be relaxed. The idea is just to come to bring your body still. And then closing the eyes um, is an important step because when you close the eyes, you, you sort of come internal, right? So it's saying that 
the eyes can be distracted because of sensory input, um, but also it's just turning yourself inward. And you can even look down, or if you don't feel comfortable closing your eyes, you can literally just uh, lower your gaze. And then not being busying the ears, once you come into this place, once you close your eyes, you'll notice that your ears start to pick up more sound because you've now shut off this other visual stimulation. And so it's focusing in and hearing whatever sounds you hear and focusing on that one sound will help you come in. And then uh, just resting your hands. You can rest your hands on your, on your legs or if you have arms on the chair that you're in or however you are, just when you're uh, resting your, your hands, reduce, you know, letting your shoulders drop. So this will help you come into a place of relaxation in your body. Looks like there's a question about the technical, practical steps. Right, so <clears throat> there's a comment that the practical steps that you have described strike me as steps we take during Salah, making intention, keeping hands folded, focus, removing distraction, busying ears with sounds of your own recitation. I was wondering what your thoughts were on Salah. Correct ways to keep eyes open when you're standing up. I do find myself closing eyes. Yeah. So Salah is different than uh, this practice of Tafakkur. Salah is specifically for Ibadah, right? So, and we're not specifically not supposed to close our eyes in Salah. So in this case, because we're standing before our Lord and we're, we're doing actions in the world, right? We're, we're uh, aligning our ibadah with our uh, actions. In this place, it's really about going inward and looking, you know, sort of shutting off from, from action. So you're really bringing your body to rest. And so this is why the closing of the eyes is because you are, you're, you're reflecting internally <clears throat> and uh, getting in touch with this internal place where you can connect. Um, so is tefakkur the same as meditation? Can one achieve the same goals doing either one? So this word meditation that we use is often a attached to and attributed to other practices from other traditions. Um, and so when, you know, people can clearly use the word meditation because what we're, what we're describing sounds very similar to what other people would do in meditation. The, the difference is the, the intention of what you're doing is not just to come into a place of relaxation. So for a lot of people, meditation can be coming into a place of calm, even coming into a place of presence, right? Being in the moment and maybe even surrendering to that moment. Um, but for us, the as, as Muslims, our goal is to be Muslim, to be in a state of Islam. And a state of Islam is a surrendering, surrendering to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so it goes beyond just coming into a place of relaxation. The relaxation is a gateway or a doorway for you to open up to connecting to this source, connecting to Allah. And for, you know, depending on somebody's worldview, orientation, uh, belief, 
sometimes that that practice of meditation can just stop at being being relaxed and being surrendered really to the self and not necessarily to Allah. And so this is a, a huge distinction between these practices is that, and this is why I say when you start, your intention is to connect with Allah. Your intention is to be in a state of witnessing Allah. And this is why this is mentioned in these things that this being a witness and this being a witness is recognizing your uh, servant servitude or state of being a slave to Allah. And this also connects actually, uh, there was another person who had a question about um, Eckhart Tolle and, and uh, the power of now. So I wanted to mention that in a similar way, you know, and without getting into specifics about specific people, um, in general, these other, the other types of alternative practices or, or um, meditative practices and even theories of presence and contemplation, it's again, when it's not connected to the ultimate goal of being in a state of witnessing your neediness and reliance on Allah and that Allah is the one that's in control and you are, this is a process of being in a state of submission to God and, uh, and recognizing that there is a, a lineage to that teaching, right? We have the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who is a, um, a lineage to a path of submission to Allah. And so what a lot of times these other pathways or other teachings, even though they have a lot of truth, there's a lot of things that are uh, true about them and they have aspects that are almost on the surface may seem very similar and in, in many ways they are very similar, but ultimately it's where are you going? Where is this practice leading you and where, uh, where is it going beyond just the coming into a place of stillness and calmness and surrendering to the moment? And so what can happen is, and I speak from experience as uh, being somebody who embraced Islam after having practiced other spiritual traditions. And what I found in those traditions is that there was a glass ceiling that I couldn't actually reach to a deeper place when I came into this place of um, meditation, it's like, what for? Then what, right? And so the then what for us is literally being in a state of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this has to be the core of what this practice is about. It's not just for uh, coming into being, being present in the moment and being surrendered to the moment because of you, what you can do is wind up being sort of surrendering to the, the self rather than surrendering to something greater and specifically to Allah. So I hope that's helpful. I, um, with this practice, we'll, we'll go into, we'll add to it more tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll add another element to it and go into uh, deeper. But I think what's important is to understand these five steps at the very beginning to just the process of coming into, into a state of presence and practicing on your own to, to feel how it is that it can be, it can make it work for you. Really, there's no, um, there's no technique necessarily that you have to stick to. It's really about coming into, remembering these, these things that has to be laid out, these three things, heart, attentive listening, 
and being a witness. So whatever brings you into this state uh, of having a heart and listening while being a present witness, these are the main attributes. And so it's not to think of it as a specific technique, but more of the, the goal is to get into this state. And the important thing is to orient ourselves to this way of being. Um, so for those of you who find that it's difficult to come into a place of presence you, because you're, you're, you get very distracted with the thoughts and, the, and, you, and you have a hard time just focusing so that you can unfold this process, uh, I can give you a, I'll, I'll put a link in the comments to like a guided practice. It's not for everybody. Sometimes people don't like to have somebody else's voice because it can be distracting if that's something that you can do on your own. But for some people, it really helps to have um, somebody guiding them through the process so that they can remain focused on this opening up and sort of staying in that present moment. And so there's a, if you look on, click on the link, you can get, uh, it's like an audio recording just of my voice sort of walking you through the process. So inshallah, if that helps, uh, you can use this resource. So tomorrow, I hope you join me again and we will we'll build on this. We'll build on this and, and come into, add to it as the days goes on to hopefully deepen the practice, inshallah. Thank you so much for joining me again and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh.